thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give thanks to you. Why don't you repeat this after me? Thank you, Lord. You are great. You're greatly to be praised. We love you. We adore you. We give our hearts to you anew and receive the fullness of your spirit anew. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's release, release our children and let's greet one another here before we get into the Word together, okay? Hallelujah. Hey, I believe I'm going to do a few announcements here at the beginning. Just another note that History in the Baking Christmas play written by Sarah Joy and Elsie Erholtz, will be performed Saturday and Sunday, December 11 and 12 at 2 p.m. here at TCC. Tickets are available after the service today in the foyer there. And then also, Kent and Chantel, Bended Knee, are going to be having a Christmas concert here on Friday, December 17 at 7 o'clock. Free will offering will be received, and you're invited to bring canned goods for the Bemidji food shelf. Looking forward to that. And uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Today we're having a meal after the service prepared by Adana Maria, and also we will be partaking of communion later. And we want to invite anyone that is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ to partake with us. If you're a visitor today, and we want to invite you to take part in that. And uh, those on the live stream, you can do the, uh, join us too. Wednesday, we'll have our live stream at 10 o'clock, as we've been doing. There's youth group at 6 o'clock. Thursday Zoom Bible study with Pastor Dean at 7.30. And then our giving of tithes and offerings. We, we don't pass a plate, but we have boxes in the back of the sanctuary there on the wall where we do our giving. And um, also for those that are joining with us online, you can mail them to us at Box 67 Ten Strike to the church. Or you can go online, tinstrikechurch.com. And so we just thank you, Lord, that we can give. And you, it's a part of our trust in you. We do trust you, Lord. We trust you financially as individuals, as families, as a church. You are our source. And we thank you that we can give. In Jesus' name. It's one of the things we are thankful for. Well, this is the second Thanksgiving service. This year we're 
It was kind of a Thanksgiving service last week, and, and this is actually Thanksgiving weekend, as you know. But we're going to talk about the fact that Thanksgiving really comes into the role it can be a, have effect in the spirit realm, our Thanksgiving. And when we give thanks to God, we magnify him and we loose his supernatural power to work in our lives. At the same time, we bind up Satan's ability to work in our lives. Thanksgiving is a very powerful force. We've been talking about the authority of the believer, and before that we were talking about Satan's lies uh, versus God's truth and deception, how deception tries to get in, uh, creep into our lives. But uh, we're going to blend that now into the thought of how that fits with thanksgiving. John 8:31 says, Jesus said, to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you are my disciples indeed. I guess I added a little phrase in there, but that's true too. <laughs> my word abides in you. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You will know the truth. Know. That word know, in the word wealth in my Bible, it says to perceive. We'll perceive the word as we continue in it. We're not to faint in prayer, and we're not to faint in being in the word of God. When everything may seem contrary in the natural, we aren't going to faint. We're not going to give up. But it means to perceive, understand, to recognize, to gain knowledge, realize, come to know. It's the recognition of truth by personal experience. The truth which comes, which we come to know through knowing God and his word will make us free from the lies and deception of the enemy. By knowing the truth, we come to know the authority we have as believers over the devil and his minions. I had a message on the authority of the believer on October 31. If you didn't get to hear that, that's a good one to go back to on YouTube or yeah, be on YouTube. Uh, just to hear that again, our place, our authority as believers. The knowledge of the truth takes place when we meditate on God's word and then do it, when we do the word that we know. Meditation on God's word, it renews our mind, it changes our thinking and our acting. When we come to know, know, as we just described it, the word, we come to know the truth. And this brings freedom in our lives. Freedom from the lies that the devil throws our way. Pondering God's word, God's works, and God's ways, it's the heart of Christian meditation. This meditation, this kind of meditation, it brings us to the place of truly knowing God. 
This is very different from Eastern meditation, which has a goal of emptying the mind and which leaves us open to wrong and false thoughts from spirits of the evil realm. So what we spend our time meditating on becomes a part of us, becomes a part of our thinking, a part of our doing. It becomes a part of our nature. Our mind is renewed and our very personality is changed by what we're thinking on. Our attitude and bent toward life is greatly affected. Our attitude and approach to problems and crises are affected. Love, joy, and peace gain more and more influence in our lives as we meditate on the Word. Praise and thanksgiving to God becomes our language and it spices everything we say. This impacts our life our lives and it initiates transactions in the spirit realm and that is spiritual warfare pulling down the lies and strongholds of our enemy who is a liar and the father of lies there's a lot of lies out there in this day there's a lot of lies and it all goes back to the father of lies John 8:44 Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees and he said, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. That's quite a statement from Jesus, but that is the truth. He's a liar. If there's something that doesn't line up with the word of God that's coming against us in our lives, we know what the truth is. It's the word and what it says and who we are. I am who I am and I know who I am because he who is I am says who I am. I know that's not how the song went, but that's, you get the point. <laughs> So today's focus is thanksgiving and praise is spiritual warfare and here's, here's a lie of the Satan, some lies of the enemy that he will try to tell you. He would try to tell you, well, you're just always destined or it's your personality, it's the way you are to always be a grumbler and a complainer. It's in your makeup, it's your tendency and it's the way it is. And you are bound to be always dealing with mental depression, coming under it, coming under despair. It'll never change. You must simply understand that to be emotionally sad and feeling hopeless is your lot in life. It's a lie. It's a lie. You know, we don't have to spend one day in depression. We don't have to spend one day in grumbling. If it comes on us, we begin thanking the Lord for all the good things. When bad things happen, we begin to thank Him for all the good things. 
Thank you, God, for, your, for all the good things. Thank you for the good things. Through praise and thanksgiving, we declare war on, on, on ungratefulness and grumbling. It counteracts them. Jesus came to set us free from mental depression and emotional despair. And giving thanks is God's will for us because it's good for us. And it also blesses him. It always blesses us when we're thanked for something. Well, think of God in that way. Giving thanks puts us in the right frame of mind, even in the midst of difficulties and negative things. Giving thanks puts us in a healthy emotional state, and also it affects our physical health. So we saw Satan's lies there. Well, let, let's look at some of God's truth. And that's what we need to do with whatever we're dealing with. But here we're talking about depression and grumbling and what was it all? Complaining, mental, emotional, despair, and so forth. But what does it say in the Word of God? Isaiah 61, 3. This tells us Jesus was going to come to, this is a prophetic word, hundreds of years before he came, it spoke of his mission and his life. And it says he would come to console those who mourn in Zion. To console means to comfort, to soothe, to assure. Do you need comfort this morning? Do you need to be assured this morning? You need to be soothed this morning. Jesus came. He is here now to give us those things. For those who mourn in Zion, I heard a, a message by Pastor Tim Sheets this last week. He was talking about Zion in the scriptures. And he says it speaks of God's people, worshipers of the Lord, the true church, a community of faith, heirs, who are part of the Lord's kingdom, heirs who are part of the city of God, of heaven, the bride of the Lamb of Christ. We see that word Zion in the scriptures. But let's go on in verse 3 there, just speaking of what Jesus came to do. To give them beauty for ashes, Things in our life where it seems like it's just been destroyed or it's just nothing but ashes. He came to bring beauty. The oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy. I have joy for Joyce hindering nine heist pomp this morning. It was a year ago today we had our memorial service for mom. You know what? I got joy for mourning because I know she is in great joy right now. To her, to us it's been a year, 360 whatever days because it was on the 29th we had the service but for her 
It was probably a matter of minutes, it seems. It's the oil of joy for mourning. The Lord can give that, and he'll bring it. The garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like they're just like a heaviness trying to get on me. A heaviness. And I've come to learn that what I need to do is just start praising the Lord. Just start praising the Lord. You know, just, Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I give you worship. Lord, if there's something that's causing this that I need to know, you'll let me know, and he will. He'll give you that thought, or he'll give you a word of wisdom then, what to do. But he gives the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. Oh, thank God for the righteousness that we were a wretch, like we're saying, but now we're righteous. From wretch to righteous. Say that. From wretch to righteous. <laughs> the planting of the Lord. Did you know you're the planting of the Lord? That he may be glorified. It glorifies him when we walk with an attitude of thanks and praise, gratitude. It glorifies him. It magnifies him. Praise and thanksgiving on the behalf of believers, it glorifies and it magnifies God. Grumbling and complaining does just the opposite. And we do have a lot to grumble and complain about. Is there anybody here that doesn't have anything to grumble or complain about? Well, grumbling and complaining magnifies the problem. It will usher even believers into depression and despair. But a thankful attitude opens the door to envision the best in every situation, no matter what it is. To look at the best, to look at the good. And through praise and thanksgiving, hope and joy spring forth, releasing God's life and strength into our lives. Praise and thanksgiving have an uplifting and positive effect on our mind and emotions, pulling us up out of the sad places like Grumble Alley or Sadsville. You ever been to Sadsville? I don't like that place. Don't like visiting there. I for sure wouldn't want to live there. And I don't even like to visit there. Not Sadsville or Grumble Alley. Grumble Alley leads the way to Sadsville. 
I mentioned this last, it was the last Sunday, I think. I saw recently online this statement. It's not happy people who are thankful, but rather thankful people who are happy. You maybe saw it on our sign. I think we, we put it out there on the highway sign was thankful people are happy. Thankful people are happy people. Praise and thanksgiving, they turn our eyes on God and his promises. Now, can you think of something in your life right now today that you could grumble about or that you can complain about? I mentioned my mom earlier. She would call it futuring. Does anybody ever hear that word, futuring? You have? Did I see a hand? <laughs> you did. You heard it from mom, didn't you? <laughs> that must be Dutch. Futering. That's the Dutch word for futering, or for complaining and futering. Say that. Futering. Now you learned some Dutch today. Futering. But praise and thanksgiving. They turn our eyes on God and his thanks and his promises. That's what thanks does. It turns our eyes upon him. It's like that song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will, what? Grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. When we come together like this on Sunday mornings, we experience a corporate glory. And we, especially, I think, since it during the singing and the worship, there's a glory that comes. It's a manifest presence or a sense that we have of him. And we have a longing for that glory. And this is a good place. It's important. It's good to get together. We are thankful for those. I know there's many that do join us online. But we pray you sense that also, the, the manifest presence of the Lord, for he is here with us. He is here with us. And there's a sense in the body of Christ, the people of God, of a yearning, for his manifest presence. There is a, a growing desire for that. Have you noticed that? I've noticed it. A growing desire just to be before him, well, to be with others in worship, but even by myself, just to receive of him and to give him my thanks and to pray and to talk to him and receive and to experience his presence, his glory for he is our all in all, he's our answer for everything but praise and thanksgiving, they refocus our thoughts and our confident expectation of good things comes as we're praising and thanking God. When we got our eyes on the problem, it's the confident expectation of bad. 
But we can have this confident expectation of good things even in the midst of contrary circumstances in the natural realm. That confident expectation of good things, that's what we call hope. And that's what he wants to instill in us even this day. If you've been feeling a loss of hope in your life in various situations, you know, with with things in life that we deal with in this day. And when we give thanks to God, we will experience a peace that passes understanding. Understandably, we wouldn't have peace. But when we are giving thanks, it helps us to focus on him and what we're thankful for in him. And peace comes. Overcoming hope and joy will begin to dominate our lives, escorting us out of despair and depression, out of Sadsville. Peace and a restful state will envelop us. This will impact our minds, our emotions, and eventually every aspect of our lives. Our spirit, soul, and body will be strengthened. Jesus came to bring us joy, to set us free from the lies of the devil that keep us in bondage to depression and despair. He came to impart to us his life and to make possible for us expressions of gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving. And I can choose I can make a decision to be in a place of thanksgiving, of gratitude and praise to God. Or I can choose to be a grumbler and a complainer, to live, to walk down Grumble Alley right into Sadsville. But when I'm in praise and thanksgiving, this resulting attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving breaks off the burdens and the weights of heaviness and it will eventually release the powerful spiritual force of godly joy into every facet of my life, of your life. Jesus came to fulfill what we read there in Isaiah 61, setting us free from Satan's lies and the heavy weights of yielding to those lies. He said it. He said it in Luke 4. You can see it on the screen here with me. Luke 4, 16. Jesus. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. It was Jesus' custom to come into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read and he handed the book of the, he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and he opened it, he opened the book and he found the place where it is written. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. This is the truth, brothers and sisters. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Hallelujah. It's fulfilled. And so we would receive it from you, Lord. We would receive it from you, Lord. We would look to you and your truth to receive your healing balm, to be set free, to be set free where we need it. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks in the midst of adversities. I give you thanks, Lord. I give you thanks. Jesus, I just want to thank you. Jesus, I just want to thank you. Jesus, I just want to thank you. I thank you for being so good. Thank you, Lord. I give you thanks. See, that's the thing to do when you're in the midst of the hard thing to give thanks. It's when we feel less, like, the least like doing it. But it's a time that's so important. It turns things around. It binds up the demonic realm and it releases the angelic realm. Giving thanks to the Lord. Psalm 100 and verse Let's start at 4 and 5 here. This is God's truth. This shows us what to do. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Wow. There it is. Let's go back to verse 1 there in that psalm. Make a joyful shout. Actually, the headline here, it's probably on the wall there too, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with sadness. Obviously not. Gladness. Come before his presence with Singing, know that the Lord, he is God. 
It's he that's made us, not we ourselves. And he's the one that's going to be the supply of your need. He is the source. You seek first the kingdom of God and being right with him, and he will see to it that everything that you need will be added unto you. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Some more truth from the word of God. Psalm 30. You have changed my sadness into a joyful dance. You have taken away my sorrow and surrounded me with joy. So I will not be silent. I will sing praise to you. Lord, you are my God and I will give thanks forever. I will give thanks. I will. You know what it says? I will. I will. I will not be silent. I will sing praise to you. Lord, you are my God. I will give you thanks forever. In other words, again, it's a decision. It's a choice that I make. Whether it's right away in the morning or sometime during the day when depression or heaviness or a cloud tries to come over me or you, I need to make a decision then. I will make a decision. I'm going to turn my eyes to the Lord. I want to thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you, Jesus. Maybe he'll give you a new song. You know, we mentioned, or sometime I mentioned, maybe it was on Wednesday with our touch point that he who prays in an unknown tongue gives thanks well. That's a real good way to give thanks. Hallelujah. There's a poem that I'm going to read for you. And this is an acrostic. In other words, you'll be able to see it here that each line starts with the next letter in the al alphabet. But uh, I don't know, I just thought it would be a good thing to read here today. It's a Thanksgiving acrostic. Although things are not perfect because of trial or pain, continue in Thanksgiving. Do not begin to blame. Even when the times are hard, fierce winds are bound to blow. God is forever able. Hold on to what you know. Imagine life without his love. Joy would cease to be. Keep thanking him for all the things love imparts to thee. Move out of camp complaining. No weapon that is known on earth can yield the power. Praise can do alone. Quit looking at the future. Redeem the time at hand. Start every day with worship. To thank is God's command. Until we see him coming victorious in the sky, we'll run the race with gratitude, exalting the Lord Most High. Yes, there will be good times and some will be bad, but Zion waits in glory, 
where none are ever said. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise. We see the answer. We thank you for showing us the truth that we can have control over that heaviness, that we can do something. And Lord, we know there's times when just in ourself it seems impossible. That's when we can call on one another too to stand with us, to stand with one another and give thanks together unto you and magnify you and turn our eyes upon you looking in your face, Lord, looking to you for that health and strength and renewed vision for your touch on our minds, emotions, and even our physical bodies. We join together this morning with those that are dealing with things in their physical bodies or emotional things going on or mental things going on or that heaviness or like a big cloud of depression or despair. And we join together, whether it's someone here or those that are watching online, we just look to you and join together in thanksgiving and praise for the great deliverance that you bring to us in Jesus' name. And that you made it all possible because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and in his great passion. Oh, Jesus, what you did for us. You bore all of our sicknesses and you carried all our pains. You carried our griefs and our sorrows. And you did it for us. And by your stripes we are healed. And as we partake of Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper together today, Lord, we remember that. We remember what you did for us. We do it in remembrance of you. We remember you. And Lord, I pray that as we partake together today, that we'll just have a renewed sense that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And Lord, if there are any areas in our lives where we have missed the mark, where we've gotten off track, we pray that you would show it to us, that we can turn, repent, and get back in the way of life, the walk of life. Maybe it's been, been that we have gotten into the Grumble Alley or Sadsville concerning some certain thing or maybe all of life. Lord, we know that's not right. It's really missing the mark. It's sin. And so we just receive your wholeness and forgiveness anew and afresh and the fullness of your Holy Spirit, as we mentioned before, Lord, we receive that and also wholeness in our bodies. You know, in the chairs in front of you, in the racks there, there's our little... And there's 
there's a clear, just a little instruction on this, there's a, there's a clear plastic that's on top, and you bring that back first. And then we have the, the bread that's representing the body of Jesus Christ that was broken, was broken for us. His body is broken, and he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that's broken for you. Lord, we discern, we see that it was broken for us. And we, those of you that are out watching online, you can agree, we agree with you as well. For wholeness and healing in your bodies from the top of your head to the soles of your feet as we partake of this today. And remember, we're inviting everyone that's a believer in Jesus to do this with us today now. This is real. Jesus is real. And we believe for healing in our physical bodies. Healing of any sickness that's there or disease or infirmity, weakness. in any area, but then also protection. Let's, let's partake together. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Okay, now there's another layer and that's the foil. And we'll pull back explain because it's do it carefully <laughs> pull back slowly <laughs> I found that out just pull it back slowly hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord Jesus for your blood that you shed for us on Calvary not just on Calvary, but at the whipping post. You even shed, shed drops of your blood for us in the Garden of Gethsemane. We remember that today. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We have eternity. Like Josiah was saying, 10,000 years, 10 million years, 10 billion years and beyond and counting of these earthly years. Hallelujah. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord. Worship team, could you come back up here? We're going to do that. I am who I am because of, because I am, says I am. Thank you, Lord. Let's just say that. I'll say it and then you say, Thank you, Lord. You are good. And your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Let's say it some more. Thank you, Lord. I wonder how much might we can put behind that. How much we can put behind a thank you, Lord. Let's, let's see how much we can, okay? I'll say thank you, Lord, and then you say it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Was the whole song or just this part? Yeah, the whole song. Already. Lost 
that stuff is what brings us into mental depression, emotional depression, despair, gets our tongue wagging into Grumble Alley, and we end up in Sadsville with all these heavy weights, the heaviness. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to things that are contrary to the word. Listen to what the Lord tells you about who you are. And to know that, just get in the Word. You will reign as King in this life through Jesus Christ. Amen? And we are, no matter how dark, dark the hours would come, or the days would be with various things that come, we will shine brightly in the midst of it. The darker things are, the more bright we shine. And His glory will shine forth from us and we will tell the story of Jesus and His love for us. Amen? Amen. Remember
remember we have a meal at Donna Maria prepared. We have tickets for the play in the back. Get some for yourself and for others. And, and uh, why don't you sing that as we go, okay? One more time. Can we hear it one more time as you go? Hallelujah. Get past my blame and dirty call my name. 